Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving either movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Johnny. And for today, we also have Tyler from the Grand Geek Gathering. Yeah, it's been a very long time. I'm very happy to be here. Now, for the movie we're talking about today, Tyler is probably the best person to have on this show because he's a huge fan of of the movie that this movie is based on. Uh, we are talking about the Disaster Artist. So yeah, Tyler is a huge fan of The Room and and Tommy Wiseau. You know who else is a big fan? Yeah, I am. You know who else is a big fan of The Room? The person I was sitting next to at the movie theater. The guy would not <laughs> hey, stop laughing. Same thing with this guy. He would not <laughs> stop laughing. He Oh, that was me. La- he la- yeah, it might have been you, man. He laughed constantly throughout the movie and he quoted the lines back to the screen. And I didn't that. do that. Yeah. I didn't do that. I watched the movie a hard, hardcore fan. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so f- from the hardcore fan, uh, Tyler, what's your basic... Uh, yeah, what's your basic... Well said, Albert. Well said. Are you trying to <laughs> imitate I, the room? I, I, Are I'm you a... trying to imitate that magic right now? Tyler, thoughts! <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. No, um, I, I'm a huge room fan. I was introduced to it in the beginning of college by my friend Jason Fisher, um, who is a very talented individual. Um he also got me into independent, independent, ah, independent comic books and a little bit better of um, film. And we watched that. And I have seen it in theaters, I believe, 10 times. Um, I guess if you're not counting the disaster artists. But um, I, I love the film. I've gone to so many screenings where they do, like, you know, every single one of them were, you know, where you play the games, where you, you know, throw the football, throw plastic spoons, do the quotes, do the uh, chants, do the... Uh, you know the the cues like whenever uh, the mom kisses and put and pokes on. Um, why am I forgetting the character's name? No, uh, Lisa. Lisa's nose. He's like, I, you know, I put my evil into you. Or there's different variations of it. Some of them are not so kid friendly. Um, so for the live shows <laughs> in in the end of the movie where he was gonna shoot himself and they were yelling, "Do it already!" No, yes. That's part of the live show. Uh, yeah, he's do it, do it. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's um. Yeah, I think my favorite one is whenever there's like there's this uh, side or this um, transition scene of the Golden Gate Bridge, and it doesn't make it across until the last one. But every single time it you it shows it, you're supposed to go 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 go. And then the third time when it shows the whole thing, everybody cheers and gives hugs to each other and gets up and claps and everything and celebrates. Wow. The, uh, yeah, the uh, the rules are pretty fantastic. There's the following is great. I've seen it with Tommy Wiseau three times. I think. Um, once was intended. The other two, he just kind of showed up to the theater. One of, one of them was out here in L.A. And then two of them were in Austin. Um, so, yeah, I've not seen it with Greg Sestero, though. But uh, okay. also, not only that, I've also have read the book and listened to the audiobook. I actually suggest the audiobook. I mean, reading is always fantastic. But Greg Sestero does a fantastic, a perfect Tommy Wiseau. And I don't know if, if you're going to talk about the the plot of the movie, but Greg Sestero is basically the main force of this film. It's right. basically the room making or, you know, the disaster artist is about his experience because he was the one that's closest to Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, and the, it's his point of view, more or less. Yes. So the book is absolutely uh, phenomenal. Um, and so is the film. And I guess for me to say, I'm going straight, to say straight up, they are both companion pieces to each other. Neither one of them are better than the other one. They are both completely different, but telling the same story. All right, uh, John Ming. I'm gonna go thumbs down. What do you think of that? I, I, <laughs> you didn't like it. I did not like it. I mean, it's fine. I mean, if people want to watch it for a laugh and all that stuff, it's fine. But I wasn't a big fan of the movie. It just kind of sat there and stuff. I really yeah. didn't get. I really didn't get. Oh, before you continue on, uh, did you watch the room? No, I, 
You never okay. seen the room? I never seen the room. Okay, that also I should oh I should, I should also, also preface I'm not a big fan of of bad and cheese and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm just not a big fan of it. I don't think it's yeah. cheese. I think what it is is like it's for me. Um, it's kind of like Ed Wood. Ed Wood, especially that movie Ed Wood. Are we are we talking about the disaster? disaster yeah. Are we talking about the disaster artist or are we talking about the room? I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the. I'm, well, talking, I'm about, talking about like like how because I'm talking about the room because a lot of people didn't like Ed, the movie Ed Wood because they didn't understand and they always basically whenever you hear of Ed Wood films like um um uh, Glenn or Glenda or Plan yeah. Nine from Outer Space you just hear oh this is just bad it's so funny and people yeah. are just making fun of it and stuff like that it's more of, and for the room it's kind of the same case where it's like they're bad. But they're not cheesy. Yeah. They're bad because it's kind of a social. It's kind of like a psychological thing yeah. where you just like somebody really thought well, that this was perfect. Like somebody whole- really like, and you you see that there's a lot of care in this in those films, and that the person was trying very hard. It's just different from what you were talking about, like seeing Dragon Ball Evolution as opposed to seeing The Room. When you watch The Room. Yeah. You were literally like understanding like this person literally thought what he was doing is the greatest thing in this yeah. world, and I and I think that's why the movies are powerful and why I very, always suggest people watch uh, Plan Nine or uh, or The Room just to kind of. I just think I, I don't like those kind of movies. I, yeah. I, just, I don't like bad bad movies and stuff like that. I don't like. I, I love Ed Wood, but I don't like what it's based on. Like and all those movies you see, they what they goof on for Mystery Science Three Thousand stuff like that. I can't watch those movies. You know, I, mean? I just don't oh, like I love that. Mystery. Yeah, and also this movie just doesn't, didn't work for me and stuff. There's some good, la- there's some good laughs and good acting and stuff, but it just didn't work for me. Yeah, and stuff well, like I mean, it it, it, just, it doesn't. Not not compared that to Ed Wood though, because they're kind of in the same kind of genre where it's about yeah. a filmmaker who's doing. But that's movie. the thing, though. Edward is a, he is legitimately passionate about movies and love movies and love the art, of the, the the act of creation and stuff. Like that. I don't get that from Tom Wiseau and the people that are making this movie and stuff. Like that. I will movie, say that that is th- one thing that the book does way in, on a grander scale of of that. Essentially, with and I was telling Albert about this in the book. The book is con- yeah. consistently, consistently at the beginning of the chapter and the, at the end of chapter, comparing Greg Sestero's story. To um, Gil uh, Joseph Gillis in um, in Sunset Boulevard, and then also um, uh, the other movie. Now I'm forgetting uh, the movie is the other movie that it compares well, it to. Yeah, my whole thing though. My whole thing is like this was it's sold like from the trailers and the interviews. It's sold like a, a modern Edward and stuff like that. But it's not really about filmmaking so much. It's really about a lonely guy who wants friends and stuff like that. He did everything in this movie to bring people into his life and stuff like that. Yeah. He really... But he is, manipulated he them, re- he lied to them, exactly. and he wasn't yeah. trusting. It's a, it's and and that's what the thing. movie... Yeah, the movie's yeah. about how Tommy Wiseau is so mysterious and so, like, very just poison um, to people and things around him. He does He goes in full force on things that he just doesn't understand, which I guess is something a lot of people do, but he does it on a completely different, so, you know, sociopathic level yeah. where, you know, it, he gets mad at people who are asking him, oh, hey, like, or just saying, hey, this is a nice car. And then him, like, Visu- visually and you know audibly getting very upset about just a statement like that mm-hmm. oh the thing is i was gonna say oh albert what's your opinion though oh yes uh i okay background i never saw the room right oh, now now yeah. I, there, there were many moments where i could watch the room but once i learned that they were going to make a movie based on the disaster on the disaster artist i'm like you know what i'm gonna not watch the room because i want to watch it like the majority of people are going to watch the disaster, uh, disaster artist where they haven't seen the room so I wanted to get that experience first, and then I'll watch the room. So based on that, I can 
honestly say you don't need to watch the room to watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 oh what do yeah. you think of the movie though? That. What's your general impression? I actually like thumbs it. up, thumbs down. I actually did like it. I did like it. Um, and in part because I realized it was more of a character study than as opposed to the, yeah. the behind the scene of making the room. Yeah, because the book is more, and that's why I'm saying the companion pieces, where yeah. this one you are visually seeing how people are really reacting to this because it's kind of hard to tell in a, in, a, in a book. Greg Sestero is a fantastic guy, and I think he's very talented, and I think him and his writing partner are good writers, but the thing is that them kind of putting down on paper how people were kind of feeling, and there's a lot of stuff that were not in the movie that's obvious because the book is very long, and there's a lot right. of shit that happened in this movie. And then my so argument, my argument there, we, me, me and Tyra talked about this after the movie, but my argument there was that some of the stuff is not necessary for the narrative. Yeah, not at all. Because no, absolutely not. Because the narrative of this movie really is about this two friendship between between Greg and and Tommy, yeah. and then and then Tommy just kind of going nuts with the, how he's making the movie. Yeah, there, yeah, there was only one small tiny thing that I think that would have helped with the narrative. But I don't think, I don't know if you agreed with me on it, but basically a, a big thing in the book, and I think that would have helped in the movie, and now that we both, we've seen it, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Cicero's mother is an immigrant from France, and mm-hmm. she speaks French per, uh, perfectly. And in the book, uh, there's a big part of it where basically she doesn't trust Tommy because he can, and or sorry, how he met Tommy and how they started kind of getting along in class was that Greg knew soccer and um, and French. And so Tommy was like, really obsessing over Greg. And then the fact that he can communicate with his mom, but he was also being coy and being like, oh, I don't know what you're saying. And she goes, you, and she's, you know, speaking in French to him, be like, you goddamn know. And then he's responding to her. It kind of, in the book, of course, uh, it really shows why she was very off put by it and why she was so pissed. I think that, I think that for some reason to making her, you know, Megan Mullaney just speaking a completely American accent was just kind of like a throwaway thing. Like, why did they even have that scene? I think there would have been also another powerful moment showing his, showing his, you know, his craziness and how people see him as like a man who speaks French. He meets a, you know, a woman who basically only freaks. So, so here's my question. French. Here's my question to that. Did the book explain why the mother didn't try to, to convince Greg not to go? She did. Um, I like can't... how far did she go to convince him not to go? Oh, she, I mean... A lot more in the a lot more than the book. She yeah. they they talked about it for a while. He didn't just get up and leave. He basically said, "I want to go," and she goes, "No, no, yeah. no, no." And like after a couple months, you know, she he she basically was like, "Okay, yeah. I, I better I just gotta let him go." Then he has to learn for himself. There's yeah. nothing much. There's yeah. nothing more I can do. And here's and here's my whole thing. The, the last 20, 25 minutes we've been reviewing this movie, we haven't really talked about the movie. We're talking about all the things that kind of go along with the but mythology of the movie and stuff like that. But that's what the movie is about. That's what it's bringing out, a cult yeah. status and why something would, would go yeah, that but way. No, but see, I would disagree mo- with that. Yeah, that's, but, that's but not right. Jamming, go ahead. A movie has to, whatever you, you bring into the movie, at some point when the movie starts and the movie ends, it has to be its own thing. It has to have its own narrative. It has to have its own characters as interesting and stories. Oh, yeah, I'm just doing more backstory stuff but and just kind is, of other things. But yeah. But, thing is, but so what I'm saying is the actual movie that I saw from beginning to end, it's not very interesting. Oh, for okay. all for all the things that I heard about it, how weird it is, how weird, how strange it is, this movie is a very standard movie and stuff like that. It's a very basic kind of movie. It's a, a guy who goes to Hollywood, tries to make it for himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then they, he I'll gets a girlfriend, and they, they break up, and the, and the two guys break up. They come back together for some from some reason. Yeah. I, it's I, not weird enough. It's not yeah, strange I think, enough. I think the movie is very. Um, it's very safe. It's very yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah safe. I think the, most, I think the movie does just play out safe. 
Yeah. I think, but I think that, that the performances is what basically make it special. That's true. I do like uh, James Franco and stuff like that. In that I think way. Dave Franco was phenomenal. I did not think he's. I don't think he's very good. I thought he was really good, actually. Yeah, yeah but I think it, Seth. I think Seth Rogen and Paul Shear were probably my favorites. Those two are great. I, I, Paul Shear is actually really Paul great. Paul Shear was fantastic. I, yeah, and I feel so bad for his wife because she had like eight lines. And the whole time I'm thinking, I go, I've listened to those books, or I've heard the book, read the book, and know the room. Who was she? Yeah. I want to mention one thing, though, about it being weird and it, need, it needed to be weirder and stranger. Towards the end of the movie, the the movie and the real life sort of started merging together because the promotional art that Dave Franco as Tommy Wiseau started handing out and had at the premiere was Tommy Wiseau. You know what I mean? And I thought when yeah. they played the movie, I thought they were going to actually go and play the room in the movie and stuff like that. I needed, you know what I mean? I needed things like that. I needed to be weirder and no, stranger and stuff like that. I thought the same thing too. I thought it really was just going to be behind the scenes of making the room. And I'm glad it wasn't actually. Because yeah. yeah. it, re it really was a character study of Greg and Tommy. And that, that's what gravitated me towards this, the narrative of the movie. And the problem is yeah, that because, is, And that's what I was saying about yeah. the book. The book is more about yeah. the making of the room and everything leading up to it. Or like everything that led up to it. But it wasn't more so much about yeah. personalities and stuff like that it was more about it was always focused on the two but about the movie where the movie is about only everybody's relationship or with tommy and that's and they, again and the, that's and the, the best part okay the thing is the problem with that focus if you want to take that narrative if you want, if you want to take that approach the problem is the tom roselle character is a one-dimensional character in the sense that from the oh, beginning man, of the movie I, I don't i don't agree with that at all I, I mean in the sense that he doesn't have an arc from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie he doesn't really learn anything he doesn't change there's no growth to him and stuff like that you know what i mean he's basically the same person he was at the beginning at the end things well, happen in his life but he's more or less the same. And that's exactly how he is still today. Exactly, yeah. So if you have that, yeah, that's fine. That's 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 fine and stuff like that. But if that's the case, the second character, the co-star of the movie, has to have an arc and stuff like that. And yeah. that's where I thought James uh, Dave Franco's character and the writing fell short. Because towards the end of the third act, you really don't know why he goes back to goes to the premiere. You don't know why he's friends with yeah, him. Yeah, really Yeah, that. because he because he he's in, he's didn't have a relationship. He's lost a lot of stuff, and he's not getting work. He's desperate. Uh, I don't think that's it. I, I think I think he actually, even though Dave is Dave, even though Greg is like a regular guy, and it was also a big part of his life too. I mean, he, ha I mean, you know, you work on something and you it, it drains just, you, and it really no, no, no. But but that's just excusing what he did. But yeah, my, sure. my 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 point of view from the movie by itself is that Greg sees like a kindred spirit with Tommy, even though they're completely different people. Mm -hmm. He did see the, the 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 kindred spirit of like he wants to make a movie. I want to be in movies, yeah. you know. And he abandoned Tommy, and Tommy clearly still wants to make movies. Greg still wants to be in movies as well, and just to see him fail was enough for him to like. You know what? I need to be with him again. But the whole thing is, there's a scene well, where he's I mean, in a, a a play that people are walking, people are, people are liking and stuff like that. So I don't feel that desperation for him towards him at the end that would make him go to no go no to that not, not, not desperation. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I miss I miss. I don't see that pull for him to go to that. And that's weird room. because after you know I mean? after the it seems like he's in a good place. I'm sorry. I mean, no, no, you're fine. After yeah. the premiere, they are they weren't friends. Oh they, really? Yeah, they hate. Yeah. They did not reconnect until so, about two years ago. So once again, the narrative of the movie by itself, not counting the book, is perfect the way it is. Yeah, no, they hated. If each they other. added that in, then it will completely ruin the theme of the movie. That's why. That's why this was kind of a big deal, because um, the whole thing because they they reconnected like two years ago, um, because they hated each other for the longest time, and the book came out, and of course that made things even worse. But then I think it also kind of helped them both kind of reconnect. And uh, but are they at this point? Are they one of those uh, couple friends again? Are, but are they? No, my question is: Are they going to go? Are they those one of the people that go to these screens as a joint kind of a thing, like appearances, and they they do autograph signings? You know what I mean? Yeah, they've is been it, doing is, it more and more. Yeah, yeah. They, I thought it was just Tommy. 
Tommy would do it, but he he will do it too. He, or the past the past year, he's been doing it. Greg, yeah, yeah Greg has. Greg, my Greg. analogy is basically: is it like when you're in a Star Wars or a Marvel movie, you can go to conventions, different conventions, and do signings, and it's, is that, is like yeah. Is well, like Tommy a goes to conventions for for himself as well because right. he had other yeah. products. Okay. I mean, he did we the House of Blood or the House of Blood on Alex. Huh? Don't have a new movie. Yes, out Best Friends yeah. or Breast Fiends. Is that actual movie movie? What yes, document? It's an actual film, oh, okay. uh, and it's getting is getting good reviews. Like it's actually supposed to be a good film. No, oh, okay. Not, it's, not directed by Tommy Wiseau. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's it directed by I, I. I know I forgot to look it up. It's either I can't. I think he's a music a music video director, and this sure. is his first film. I'm yeah. pretty sure that is what. What's the name of the movie? Best friends, but the R is in as in um. That's a weird uh, parentheses. Yeah. So it's best fiends or friends. Yeah. Justin McGregor. Oh, he directed The Generations in 2014. He's a cinema. Oh, he's a cinematographer. Okay. Yeah. And also, I didn't like the ending where everybody kind of stood up and applauded and stuff like that. That seems manipulative. Uh, Completely undeserved. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's like, come and on, that's the, man. That's the other thing. I and also, I forgot because I, I read, I mean, I listened to the audiobook when it first came out and I read the book years ago as well. I don't remember a standing ovation. Yeah, and also, it's not des- not only is it not deserved. Do I not think that I happened think at that the screen? I just don't think the character deserves it. Stuff like that. he's got, he's a real dick and stuff like that. Well, he, I mean, like, that's kind of how he is, though. I mean, he's he's very off. But he didn't admit, and that's the other thing is he also didn't admit that it was a comedy until years later. Yeah, like I'm years a, later. I'm just speaking in terms of the movie that I saw. You know what I mean? That that scene where he's like, you know, he he's has a he has a thing. Uh, what do you call those things when you, around his penis? Um, uh, what the sock. The sock around his penis and stuff. Like he's running around, oh. set naked, forcing himself to, uh, on the girl and stuff like that. That's like that's creepy, bad, bad stuff, man. Okay, that's, that doesn't work. That, that brings me to my next question for you yeah. guys. Um, Was it revealing? Yes. <laughs> Tyler, yeah. do you think this movie it sees Tommy Wiseau favorably? A lot more than the book. Yes. Jaming, I'm guessing. <sighs> No. Because he's a shroud of mystery, and a lot of people yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm, more, I'm more I, in the vein. So, yeah. I'm more in the vein more with with Jiaming here. Actually, I I think the movie is like bordering over like like here's this clown, here's yeah. this guy that we're laughing at, not laughing with. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like very close to that more than like here's this incredible guy who tried to make a movie and somehow is still relevant because but of. It. Also, at the same time, he the movie does ask you to empathize with him in some way. Right. He is a very lonely character. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, a lot of the stuff that he does is to manipulate, to kind of bring That's people into love and stuff like that. It's it, they're they're at the border of like, am I supposed to feel sorry for this guy or yeah. or hate this guy? It's like right at that border, and I'm closer more to saying like, you, you've met him before, right? I met him before. Yes. I was gonna yes. say, you, but you get that feeling I from get him that too. in person as well. Like, yeah. Not even speaking to him, <laughs> just watching him for five seconds. You're like, man, I don't know if I like that guy or hate him. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this movie really borders that line, and I know I know James Franco admires the guy for his relentlessness with the, with this movie, but at the same time, it's like I'm not sure what he wants from us to feel about the movie. Yeah. I, I don't think the movie knows too. Like I'm said, not a big I know James he, Franco direct director fan. Like I, I told you about it, I've seen a film of his at a film festival in Austin called Sal about um, that actor in the '80s who got stabbed, um, you know, presumably for being bisexual. Um, and the film is not good. Uh, there's some good things about the film, but I've seen that. I've seen uh, some a couple of his other films, sure. and he's just not good. He's not good with emotion. He's not good at yeah. finding a tone. He's kind of like. Um, the- I will say that this is his best one, but I think he probably has some very powerful, helpful people help him with it as well. Yeah, I think I think for writers who have James Franco in the acting role, they have to write around James Franco's acting style because he's kind of like a Ben Affleck. Where he's well, he kinda- also. He also directed it like Tommy Wiseau would direct, which I 
I don't understand. Like I, that's a dangerous path to be on. If yeah. He's, if he admires Taimi Weizo for the room that much and it's applied to his actual professional work, that's a very dangerous path. I, to be I don't on. know. Like I understand. You know, acting. You know what's it, what's it called again? When you're a uh, serious actor and you want to. What's it? What's it called again? Method, method acting. What's what? Method acting. Yeah. I understand method acting. Method directing makes no sense to me whatsoever. Because yeah. honestly, like, as much as you want to piss people off and be unprofessional on set, mm-hmm. just uh, bring it out in the movie. Why? I, because for me, there's a disconnect, and I think that that's another reason why I, the I movie felt a little out, disconnected too. Also, want to point out, I feel like you guys are kind kind towards my side, of the, uh, the thumbs down part of it. You know what I mean? No, no, I, no. I, 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 I get the feeling that it's a it's a bad movie. No, no. it's not bad. That's what I'm saying. No, no, because like honestly, like this is how I've been thinking. You know, I used to be a critic and being so critical and hating things like mm-hmm. if they don't make sense and stuff like that. But the but the the thing about the movie is that as much as it doesn't get its story, you know, like it doesn't, you know. Like get the story right. I disagree. Like, right? I I think I think that it gets the personalities <laughs> social. Like, I think psych- psychologically understanding the characters, the performances of this mo- of the movie, and I think that the the look of the film looks fantastic. And it's a movie that that's fine. that it hit every single spot that I wanted it to. Um, I- and it's a great telling of the book. And um, is again, I guess everything about this film is great. It's just I think. There's a disconnect with some of the directing, which also doesn't affect too much of the movie. It's just a minor complaint that I have to say. I, I just think that it's a relatively, like John was saying, it's a relatively straightforward movie about, about these two guys who want to make a movie and they have problems in between and whatnot. It's pretty straightforward. And as for, for that regards, I thought it was good. Yeah. You yeah. Know. I just felt like I give it a nine out of ten. I should, honestly. Well, that's too high. That's way, that's way <laughs> too high. But I also am like yeah, really you, close with yeah, this stuff. Exactly. This is, yeah. it, hit, it hits home. There, with there me. is but, a little bit of bias from your side, which I understand. And, I just, and, that's, I what just, it's, and that's what it's meant for, too. Right. I right. just feel like it, it brings up a lot of things. It does a lot of things that's possibly interesting about it. It could it's just none of it it was like it just needed to have a clear direction, have a clear focus. It should, I, like I said, it should have been weirder. It could have been more about the day to day of making of the room and stuff like that. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I think it, there's a lot, there's a lot of potential there. But like I said, it's not. It's, just, it's kind of over the place. So basically, you know? but, but, all, actually, all the stuff between him and I don't the think friend, it's all over the place. I just think that just, there's it just, it doesn't I, work. I, I just feel like it's all over the place. Thank the, you. The, the way I see I it know. is, Tyler loves the movie because it 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 covers the room and the characters mm-hmm. pretty well. Based on what he knows, Jami doesn't like it because it is less about making the movie and more about the characters, which he don't like. For me, I actually do kind of like the characters for who they're supposed to be. I hate, I don't like the Tommy Wuzu person personally, but I like the characters for what they are. Well, I'm not a big fan movie. of him personally either. You know. I just, yeah, I, I, I love, so, the, I love the community that the movie's created. Yeah, the thing is, I don't care anything about the mythology of the community and all that stuff. From the time I, you know, the movie starts, it has to do do movie things. It has to do. You know, it has to tell a story clearly. No, but it is. It doesn't. It, it tells it's a story, boring. though. It tells it's a story. It's a basic story. Guys. It's it a is very basic. basic, boring story. Stuff like that. There's interesting parts in it and stuff like that. But like I said, it doesn't go anywhere. Like I said, there's a scene where the the, the after the the old lady has a heat stroke and stuff like that. And she mentions she rather she's, even though she just had a heat stroke, she'd rather be on set and then do anything else. And I like yeah. to and I like the stuff. That's something I think that they could have maybe gone a little bit more into. Exactly. Because the story in the book is a little bit more. But if you think yeah, about it, but I'm saying the day to day stuff on a set, the making of that stuff could be really interesting. This, that's stuff you haven't seen before. The stuff between the two characters being buddies and supporting each other in Hollywood. I that's think stuff we've seen, seen a million that movie. times. I think we've seen movies like that. 
a lot. The talented Ed, Mr. Ed, Ripley. I mean, yeah. we've seen it with Ed Wood. I mean, there's right. a couple movies out there that we've seen where meltdowns on set, people freaking out, mm-hmm. outside forces and stuff like that. Like when Ed Wood starts freaking out at people because the uh, Christian church found out that this was a movie about monsters. Like but there's a couple. But that, those, are movies, those are movies that were made like, what, 50, 60 years ago? The reality of making what? a movie. Ed Wood? No, no the, whole, oh. the plat- yeah, the original Edward. The actual oh yeah, Edward, yeah. no, yeah. But I'm talking about the, those films though. Like yeah. they show movies, or uh, you know, the making of movies and them having breakdowns of what you're talking oh. about. And what I'm saying is that we've already seen that several times. Where in this film, we see things kind of in a little bit oh. new territory. Also, another thing that I thought that was in the movie that they could have explored more was the idea of people making movies uh, uh, by themselves outside the studio system and stuff like that. I thought that could have been a nice analogy to what people are doing on, on like on YouTube and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Going outside the system, creating something online. I don't think this is the movie to do I that. Think, I agree with you, but I think I that's mean, that could have been another that, that could have been more I think Be Kind Rewind would have been, would have been a better movie, like a better film to do that. On. Be Kind Rewind that took place before the that real, movie, that movie the YouTube. <laughs> YouTube well, and, 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 and that was that was too fictitious first yeah. off. Um, I your idea about going to actual the behind the scenes of making of the room is interesting. I I, I think it would have been a better movie if they just focus on that. But I think to ignore how crazy the, the this relationship is is not the narrative they were going for. And I I for yeah. me I thought that worked fine the way they wanted it to be. For you, it did. That's so what I'm saying. They made I the wrong choices. They made they had, they had a lot of choices to make. I think they picked the wrong one. Yeah, the the way the movie they made is not an Oscar contender for best picture. It's not. It's just not. It's uh, if they made the, the behind the scenes of how they made the room, possibly that could have yeah. been really interesting. But all regards, James Franco did a pretty spectacular job as yeah. Tommy Wiseau. I think I think it's it's true. great. I think he deserves the best Oscar nomination for for that. I point. think everybody sure. did fantastic yeah. in it. Yeah, everybody was really good. Uh, it was kind of distracting. some of those faces that we got to see. Like, oh, so, oh my god, I was so happy to see Hannibal Buress and Jason Manzoukas. The... That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, like just minutes into the movie, I'm like, wow, James Franco has a lot of friends. Yeah, because there's so many guest stars, it was almost distracting. Actually, I was surprised by the ones that didn't show up. I'm like, where's Jonah Hill? Where's Jason Segel? They always show up. Where are they? I was counting them down. Actually. Well, the people they chose look like the people. Well, I don't know so much about Paul Shear and Seth Rogen's character because honestly, I've looked for pictures for both of them and I. Haven't they're also I don't know but um yeah everybody looks like really really close to all the people that they look that they're supposed to look like who's the, what's the actor's name that plays Saul on Better Ask Saul the, uh, that guy Jesse Brian Cranston no no but I mean, Bert, oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, Bob Odenkirk Bob yeah, Odenkirk he's fantastic in it he, <laughs> yeah, just, he, he just in a one minute scene has a little soul Bob Odenkirk he is fantastic he steals everything he does he is Whatever, so good if he's in anything yeah. if he's in it for even a five seconds it's probably gonna be the best five seconds It's he's kind of like Alec Baldwin with me yeah. like I, Glenn Gay Glenn Ross Alec I, Baldwin makes that movie I do <laughs> agree James Franco is terrific and it is just not like a one note thing he has a, little, a lot of different shades a lot of eye he, he does convey a very a great sense of sadness, but to me, a lot of the side actors, the, the people with the one minute parts and stuff, like that, were really fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like the what do you call it? Uh, uh, See, I don't think anything was great. ever. Dis- uh, you know, I don't think anything was ever um, distracting. I, 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 I like the fact that he got people who were just like I've never seen Jason Manzoukas and Han- Hannibal Buress in a movie together or anything. That's a good together. combination. And they were so, they were the so fantastic. Stuff. Nobody was overpowering anybody else. And Even like when again, Seth- and again, I'm gonna bring him back. I think Paul Shear just he's not, great. Man, those two scenes when he freaks yeah. out are so. Fantastic. I've never seen Paul Shear like that because he's a, yeah. I see him on Fresh Off the Boat. He's great. He's funny. He's, well, he's a good always time. a wacky it's guy. A, like wacky. I, every time yeah. I see him, I mean, I listen to his podcast also, yeah. but like every time I see Paul Shear. 
all I think about is him and Parks and Recreation yeah. doing the whole thing about like creating parks and that word he makes up, and then you see him on the end of the boat. Like he always has these weird, wacky characters, and in this one, he's just so he's so good in it. He, fantastic. I didn't know he he, he could have that. He was that that kind of dramatic range and stuff. No, I didn't know either. I'm very happy. And Seth Rogen's a really good actor he did, now. He he's just a really good actor. He's I've always really think, I always thought he was fantastic. I love. Yeah, Seth but he's Rogen. not going for jokes in this one. He's just just oh, no. doing a dramatic part and stuff like that. That little scene where he tries to cash the check and he's surprised. Oh, yeah, that's you good. know what, and that's yeah. that was a weird thing I thought that they brought in because that actually, I told you about this too. Right. The money thing is another hey, huge don't talk about my money part, either, right? I, huge part of the book, and they made it so minuscule in the film. I don't know. I, I actually think on that a personal level, I'm with Tommy. Don't talk about my money, man. Don't talk about my money. What are you talking about money for? Uh, who, who knows where the money comes from? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess maybe it did. It did have a. It did lead up to something. It didn't you know? Toward I guess that one thing where everybody was talking and you know, uh, June Dye and Ray, you know, Rayfield or. Starts talking to him as well, which sucks. Again, I love that actress, and it's like Paul Shear's wife and everything like that. She was the most useless mm-hmm. character and didn't even have a name. I was just like, oh, she's in this, and everything she's saying is just exposition. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about the fact that because you don't normally see this in any movie, where at the end credits, before the end credits, you see the comparison between the yeah. two movies. Oh yeah, they it, did so it good. It felt so weird. It felt like like that's what we see after credit, but technically that is part of the credits. Yeah, they did, they did too many scenes, but. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. It goes to, but that whole that to me speaks to the whole idea. It, the movie should have been weirder. Should have gone to weirder places and stuff like that. I know? think it was weird enough. Him walking no, around naked but for five no, minutes of the film. It's not enough though. There's no reason. <laughs> the thing is, that's interesting to look at the, the two things next to each other. But at some point, what's the point of recreating it if the original sort of exists and, and exists? Well, I'm sure that they it exists. Were... It exists within relatively recent history too. It only happened like what ten years ago and stuff like that. It's fan service. Fourteen though. years yeah. ago. But then, oh, wait, no, wait. Oh, uh, 16 years ago. It is completely fan service, though, because at the same time, there's no real benefit to showing that. Yeah. Except for, like, look look how much of a recreation we did. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they probably also shot them just in case they needed them in the movie. No, but they wanted that in the movie, remember? Which leads to the after credits. Did you stick around for after credits? You did, huh? I saw, I saw the two side by side. No, no, no. After, 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 after credits. Oh, credit, and we were going to talk about... Oh, did you yeah. not tell him? No, I didn't. Yeah, go ahead. T- Tyler was about to walk away. I'm like, dude, it's after credits. I had no idea that yeah. there was one. I, I had no idea. And, uh, I, 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 I would say like... Does like, Nick Fury show up and talk about the Avengers initiative? You know what? I, I, would, say, I would say three-fourths of the theater walked, walked out because they weren't expecting after credits. And our row, our whole row yeah. stood, stood No wonder stood the guy up. next to me who laughed all the time didn't leave and stuff. Where did the fat boy go? But anyway, so... What is it? After that, you see the party scene again, except... There's another person that shows up, and it's Tommy Wiseau. Yep, in, with a mustache. Yeah. So, so they, they James Franco does a whole thing where he's like, "Where are you from? Yeah. Oh, I'm from New Orleans." Sh- that I'm telling you, it should have been weirder. It should yeah. have been stranger. I thought at some point, instead of James Franco being on the scene, they should just have Tommy Wiseau just start just ranting random scenes, just show up. You know what I mean? Just that, act, play himself. So basically, you're saying that the movie isn't as ambitious as it could have. Yeah. Been. No, I don't. I don't disagree. Yeah, it should have been more. But it from, should be more. From what I saw, I thought it, it was, was a lot a shorter good, than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I I thought it was a good movie. It wasn't a great movie. It wasn't ambitious enough, like you said. But I thought it was a good movie based on the narrative of what they set out about two people who want to be. Yeah, like, I think like, the movie's movies. Recent, fine. Yeah, recently it's I've been fine. doing like two different ratings for every film. I think for me, I love that. I personally give it a nine out of ten, um, just for like fan, like fan, and just like. <laughs> how it brought my emotions and stuff like that, but also thinking about, like, if I was still, like, critic mode, I'd probably have given it 6.57. No, probably 7. Probably a 7 I, out of 10. I would give it a 7, actually. 7 out of 10. I'd give it a 6, 6.5, maybe. That's still pretty so, generous. So. We're not, we're not, we're not far from there, there, there are some 
good stuff in it. There are yeah. good stuff, but I, I have to work really hard to find those good stuff. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I actually, I actually Alison you Brie anything. is in this, and she's a lovely, lovely actress. I, I'll, yes. have, I'll have to point out a few things about the movie, which which goes with my whole. It's about the narrative. That one conversation where they were having having a, a break, a lunch break thing, and they were talking about like, why do you do this? Because we're actors. This is what we do, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why the movie goes the way it is. Yeah, Greg sticks around with uh, helps out Tommy at the end. Because that's his acting friend. He mm-hmm. understands. Even though he's in a position yeah. where he's getting some praises already for all the small work he's doing. And but I, they're actors and they yeah. have to stick together. And that's I'm, the point of the narrative. Unfortunately, the, the movie I did not get that until now. Yeah, but unfortunately that <laughs> movie... is not what it is yeah. in the book at all. The movie doesn't convey that. I think that. also might have been the other thing is that I knew the book before yeah. going in. And also, I, don't, I just don't think that movie conveys that... <laughs> I think you're giving the movie too too much credit. I don't think the movie conveys that camaraderie and stuff like that. The opening scene with him and the Asian guy th- that could have been set up. That that theme could have been set up there, but it's not really there. With the what it's guy? Not, it's yeah. not a camaraderie. Wait, uh, they brought with, with the what guy? The guy from Fresh Off. Oh, never mind. Fresh Off the Boat. The first scene. The first no, no, no. time you oh, see. Oh, the first. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I, I never got. I thought you were. <laughs> I never got the camaraderie. I always I I always saw Greg's character as this guy who's reluctantly with Tommy because mm-hmm. Tommy is. Giving him like, oh, here's your stay in the apartment. Here's your chance to be in a movie. Yeah. I always saw Greg as Tommy. It looks at Tommy in that way, not really as this is my best friend. This is just Tommy that he's putting up with. Yeah. But at the very end, that's when he realized, yeah. you know You're- what? I need to support this guy as well. That's yeah. that's, that's, that's the impression I got based on the narrative of the story. But the problem is, you don't see Tommy as an artist, though. Why would why would Greg see that? He isn't that an in... artist. That's the whole point. That's why he's called a disaster artist. He's the guy who should not be in movies. But and he supports this, them anyway. Basically, so he supports a phony Basically, person. it's the American Idol uh, yeah. syndrome. He looks up to Tommy because Tommy has a lot of characteristics that he doesn't have. And that Tommy... Wait, that, has, that part. And, that, yeah. and that's what it is. And that's yeah. what yeah. drew him so much. It's the American so. Idol thing where you go into... To, where people who really should not go to American Idol... Go to so we're just Ida. rewarding failures. What That's what saying. the movie is. Yeah. It's rewarding Look at these guys honey boo boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it really is a reflection we, of our and time. We should all and how about congratulate that? that? We should celebrate that. But at the same time, we also no, no, That's America. That's the Welcome reason. To America. <laughs> That's the reason why I think this movie borders <laughs> that line of: Are we supposed to to see this guy as a hero or mm. or as a villain? And I think the movie really borders that line about that because Greg is our protagonist not Tommy the thing is with that scene at the end like I said everybody stands up it doesn't border it doesn't it jumps that border though it makes a clear declaration that they're celebrating Tommy that I I don't disagree I I, I agree with you 100% because honestly I right now don't remember because all I remember is that in the book they say half the theater was homeless people. They basically said we have to get everybody in here, and they started scourging people, yeah. uh, homeless people, off the street and getting them into the into the movie. Yeah. I don't remember anything yeah. about a um, about that. Yeah. They they should have honestly just started it, started it playing, and then maybe hearing a little bit of it, seeing some discomfortness, yeah. and not getting everybody's reaction. Just and then just cutting it to the side by side. And thing. also, if yeah. Franco was a better director, so he could just do these uh, montages of it going through. Because it, it, it became a cult following, right? Through what, VOD? I mean, what, DVD? Or no, 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 no. Okay, so what happened was that Tommy had uh, had it in a theater for two weeks. Mm-hmm. He paid right, for two I'm weeks. Sure. Yeah. And these college guys who basically were just like, let's go see this this movie. Because there was a billboard on there for five or I mean, even afterwards. But the billboard and basically these two college students were just like, all right, well, let's just go see this movie. It, it, it's dirt cheap at the theater because the yeah. theater wasn't charging very much and um, for the film because nobody was seeing it. And so they went to go see it. 
and they started telling everybody else. Yeah. And they started begging the theater, hey, keep it, keep it, keep it. And so people just started showing up. So they were on the news, and yeah. And see, that that's, seems, how, that's what happened. See, that to me is interesting, like a montage of how this thing spread like wildfire through the culture and stuff like that. Instead of like a big old applause thing at the end. It's just it's Yeah, super. the applause thing was a little much. To, yeah. to, to, to I, be I, honest, I, it felt so yeah. much like Saving Mr. Banks to me, and I hated that movie yeah. too. And I, I would be 100% movie. to what you just said, the theme and the message of the movie was, if it wasn't for that applause thing at yeah. the end. Like I said, that, it's a clear decoration of yeah. what the movie is that, about. That's the part where yeah. James Franco's bias shows. Yeah, because he should try and keep it realistic, where a smattering of applause, also, that kind of thing. But no, he went full blown. I'm like, yeah. okay, he just pretty much took a picture of of what a live show today looks like. Well, no, Bra- it's it's not even like that. Nobody laughs like that because everybody's getting ready for the next, you know, audience participation thing to do. Yeah. Like, and, and always, like, and that laughing thing went on and on. And yeah, it was, a, it, it, it was it was much. It was yeah. much. All the reactions were terrible. Like yeah. just seeing everybody kind of being disgusted. A little bit, and then maybe smirking a little bit as well, yeah. and then just and then having like the this movie did this, like having it over, everybody's kind of watching it and stuff like that, you know, like they, you know, and I don't, I don't want, to, I don't also want to sort of nitpick and stuff, but the the opening scene with the montages of the of the uh, uh what do you call it? Oh yeah, uh, oh the actors, who yeah, the actors being and interviewed, directors. yeah, that that seemed kind of odd. They could just c- cut to the movie starting. No, I actually kind of liked it because I think it state. also establishes that people, because remember a lot of stupid people go see movies just to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't really know that the room is real, that kind of just establishes it. And also, yeah, but the room like, also really did help like, out a lot of those actors. Like those actors on there, like Adam Scott, does say that the room was mm-hmm. an inspiration for some stuff. But like that's, it, 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 publicly, like and but yeah, but that's you just you just you just said it's like pandering to like dumb people and stuff like that. You know what? Let those dumb people pick well, it up I, as they watch the movie. And stuff I like that. I liked what I would have come out. I personally that, liked what they said. I would have cut out that first scene and stuff like that. You know, it just uh, I'm, I'm okay with the first scene because the just the idea that this is a true story. It kind of adds. It gives it a little bit more weight. Yeah. yeah if, but, if, oh, if, yeah. if it didn't, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, if it absolutely. didn't have that, if it didn't have that, you're just watching like. Okay, what the hell am I watching that's, here? But that's yeah. why they have that little thing that says, based on true stories at the beginning of the movie and stuff like that. That's what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, I know, but... That seems, but I, that seems I, like I agree a easy... It, it gives that, way like a, That seems but, like a cleaner way of doing it than, again, than what... The people in the interview are, once again, actors, and based on what I'm saying about the narrative of the movie, uh, it's Kevin about Smith. actors. No, J.J. Yeah. J. J. Abrams and Kim Smith. Oh, J.J. Abrams and Kim Smith was in it. Kim Smith's an actor? J.J. Abrams? No. There's directors. It's not just actors. So, yeah. Yeah, but I I, I still Kevin say Smith has acted more than directed or written. How dare you? Yeah, I mean, jamming your version of what the room should have the room the disaster artist should have been sounds great. I actually kind of want to see that movie as well. Uh, but there's the movie that we got. I thought served its purpose, and I thought it was good. Yeah, I think if he didn't act like Tommy on set, I bet you anything, it would have been a little bit more. Um, easier to watch like what we said was before it was like it was kind of like sometimes the tone and stuff like that would be all over the place i bet you anything if he wasn't such an asshole and crazy on set if he was just a professional director and then turn into tommy when he was acting then that's different but i mean how was the script written they said if this is how the script was written for the disaster artist then this is what he wanted is it? A, I don't know. I, I think there's a difference between you watching a movie and being like, because for me, I kind of got out of it. I'm just like, some of these shots are really weird, and some of these scenes don't really mesh well. And you can tell maybe sometimes the actors were just not like on top because a lot of the actors after they watched the movie or after the movie came out, and they go, "Yeah, I mean, J- James would go deep, Tommy. Some of us would get really pissed off." And I think like when you're ruining performances where people are like kind of like, "Why am I doing this movie again?" Like, I mean, a lot of the times, I mean, you get that movie from you get that feeling from actors when you're watching a bad movie as well, or even a good movie who hate, but the people who hated the director. And I think for sometimes. It could work, I guess, like Shelley Long and this in Shining. But a lot of other movies where you'll see like an actor 
like you can easily tell like that day people were exhausted and tired and it shows in the film it doesn't help so i just for me i would like to see the film if he had just been a professional director and an and, and, and an unprofessional actor would have been and does he always drink Red Bull? That's my question. That's yes. My question. Um, yes. He, he says Tommy Wiseau drinks about four or five a day. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> that's my, that was I was looking at. Wow, this guy drinks a lot of Red Bull. Man, he's he's got a liver yeah. must exploded. I I, I want to see Tommy Wiseau get those the, that behind the scene documentary footage and make that yeah. into some kind of movie. You know, because he clearly he was filming the I whole time. I think he he po- Tommy probably destroyed him. Oh, that's too bad then. I I, I would bet. I don't know why he would keep him because I remember like, I mean, he went through a crazy depression after the room came out because he didn't want it to be a comedy. He wanted it to be the Citizen Kane of our time. He <laughs> literally thought it was going to be. Well, everybody wants to make the Citizen Kane of our time, but it doesn't. I know. You need, you need talent, man. You I know. need talent. Exactly. And that's the point of the movie. Or one of the points of the film, I guess, book or story, whatever. Anyway, I'm done. I loved it. There are nitpicky things, you know, some stuff. Um, but I personally loved it. You know, yeah. it makes me want to watch the room again, and I've shown the room to almost everybody at GGG. Right, I think you right. were there. I walked away. Oh yeah, I, I, did, I didn't want to. I didn't want to see it because I wanted to watch the Disaster, Disaster Artist without the idea of having seen the room. I think watching the room before watching Disaster Artist is bad, is great. Right, but, but once again, that, 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 I would have. I wish now I kind of got to see it without the book, but of course the book came out four years ago, so it's like. Yeah. But I think I think for this movie, it really has to stand on its own, like what Jami is saying, and I, I didn't want the book or the movie, the, the room. To, to influence what I feel about the movie. Yeah. Which is kind of what you got, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. No. You're right. So, so based on that, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. So, and then based on that with Javing, he it's, did not. <laughs> I, was, I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it. Like, like, like I was going to walk out. It was terrible. I would say just, it's just borderline. Is it? He did not like your answer. Because there are, there are moments, there are some line readings from uh, Dave, uh, James Franco as Thomas. That's just hilarious and stuff like that. Yeah. When, we, when they get in the car, he says, why are you playing with little boys? You know, with the football and stuff like that. There's a little... Uh, that really happened too. Yeah, there's a little toy on the dashboard he, he wants him to say hello to or something that like that. I did not. That was yeah. not in the book. I don't yeah. know what that was from. Did James Franco write this movie? Yes. I thought they did. I, I, I looked at the credits. It, he directed it, but then like two or three writers wrote, wrote it and stuff like that. Okay. Well, maybe well, he yeah, was more of them. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. But, but, I, I, thought but, him and, I thought it was him, Seth, and, and, uh, I don't, I and Evan. I think this one is a pure um, uh, uh, acting job from Seth Rogen. I don't know if he even produced it. Anyway, I enjoy parts of the movie, but just as a oh, whole, you're right. as a narrative, it, it does. Eh, if, if they got like a writer who wanted to do an um, ambitious oh. movie, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a better movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for, what we, for what he got, Scott, I thought it was good. Yeah. Scott New, Newstat, Datner. I don't, I don't and I wouldn't hate name. the fact oh. that if, uh, Michael Weber. if James Franco got nominated for this, I don't think anybody else maybe deserved a nomination, but if I don't think the movie deserved a nomination, but I think if he gets a nomination, I, I wouldn't be. Yeah. Upset. I, I think if Paul Shear had more scenes than maybe yes. Paul Shear. That's right. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I, I would actually. Yes. I, I think he. It's just not enough. It's just not enough. Yeah. It's, no. Yeah. He was yeah. only in four scenes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And also, he doesn't have a real arc. I do want to say here. one last thing. Zach Efron was yes. so that's, that's good. That's something else I and, to mention. Yes. And that was another bad thing. Well, see, I'm also. I've also. I've always liked Zach Efron. After I, or like, I liked him ever since he did Charlie St. Cloud. The movie's terrible, but he's fantastic mm-hmm. in it. 
Um, but just has him as a person, he's such a great actor, and I wish I want him to work so much more and stop making those neighbor neighbor movies. Oh, he's um, the best in neighbors. I, I love hate him those neighbor. movies. I don't oh, like I don't like those. I don't like movies like that. Like oh. that and cockblockers are coming out. You mean like, you don't like funny movies? But oh, he I was but he was like phenomenal in um like liberal arts in a couple of movies that he was in. He was just, he's just so fantastic. But uh I think he was great and it really upsets me because there's a little bit more of the story for Chris R for or for the actor that they didn't get anywhere in the movie that I think would have made a lot more sense about like how he was so disconnected by not being an actor. I have the opposite reaction to Zach, Zach Efron. He should do more comedy. You really need to read or listen to the audiobook of the book because yeah. it's fantastic. But things, I, I think he should do more comedy is my point and stuff like that. He's really good. No, I think he's a great comedy. I just don't like that those kind of comedies where it's just so outlandish That's and crazy where it's like yeah. really, the, really, really basic joy, fixable like. situations and they blow them out to like... It's insane. Like some of those comedies just get like it, like we were talking about the house, and then there was that other movie where we saw the one about like the people who think think that they were doing like a mystery night that we saw a trailer for. Oh yeah, and that looks pretty bad. No, I mean, but it's like terrible. it's like yeah, Crazy it's, nights, it, I think. yeah, but it's like people who accidentally yeah. witness a kidnapping murder, and then and then they're bringing down a and then a plane is being brought down, and then the guy gets killed by a plane propeller, like. How? It How sounds did you like, get that far? It sounds like a comedy version of Michael Douglas' The Game. Yeah. No, I know that. <laughs> but like to me, it's too insane with any movie. It's just like, it's like okay. Everybody is chasing the hangover. This movie is called Dinner. It starts with them just having a nice time talking. And then somehow they're solving the case of a murdered president. It's like, I, like it's just stupid. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Oh, That's yeah, nothing sure. to do with Disaster Artist. All right. And on <laughs> that note, thanks for listening. Uh, John May, where can people find you online? Uh, Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-A. You're on Twitter now? Yeah, I've been on Twitter. I just, I just post <laughs> dick uh, pics, so don't worry about it. Oh, okay. I want to follow Tyler, me. where can people totally find you online? Totally followed with notifications. Not my dick pics, by the way. Just other people, random people's dick pics. Oh, well, then I have yeah. no interest. Uh, you can find me at thegrandgeekgathering.com uh, with our podcasts, our videos, and uh, con stuff. We have panels. We're going to a bunch of cons next year. Wait, is this going to be like one of those crossovers? Are you going to post this on, on Grand Geek or anything like that? No, we, we'll share it. This oh, is okay. his property. We're not going to share other people's properties. That's, Wait, what? <laughs> or content? I mean, no. I mean, I would if you. I don't know if he wants me to. I'll do anything. I just. I never. I always don't. I don't know. I'm always weary on like yeah. putting well, other people in my stuff because I just want to. I don't know. So, I don't want to take credit for things that well, you know. Just, just, I think that's it's like, it's like a share on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. That's, what, that's what he's saying, Jamie. I mean, I would. I mean, I. I don't. I thought it's a harmless know. question. <laughs> but, all, right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, this, <laughs> and this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert565. You can check out my uh, comic strip, my Asada movie blog, and the other podcasts and stuff at Junk Show. You can find all that at whowhatwhereswhy.com. If you want to send your comments, send it to whowhatwhereswhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, just go to whowhatwhereswhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwhereswhy.com. Tyler, yeah. what has what else has been going on with the Grand Geek Gathering lately? Oh man, um, kind of uh, we're we're kind of shifting some directions. Um, you know, more about video production and stuff like that. We have a web series we shot in June that's finalizing, hopefully for a February uh, launch. And we have another web. Uh, There's a scripted web series, another scripted web series that I've written uh, with two writing partners on um, is shooting in February called Dumbfounded, um, and then. We are currently working on Drinking Dragon season two, finally, and uh, yeah, we we've kind of uh, shortened on some shows that we had before to create better ones, and we're going heavy with panels next year. 
hopefully going to be at both Long Beach um, cons, hopefully WonderCon, we're going to find out soon, um, and Comic-Con, and um, Anime Expo, and... Oh, good luck with Anime know. Expo. Yeah, we're going to have are pa- so stingy about giving people panels and whatnot. Oh, I know, like. but we have an in. It's, it, right. it, it, right. it, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a uh, a like a like a uh, why I can't think of a word a mer- not merge but a uh, a partnership with uh, Anxiety Gaming as well. So it's not gonna be unnecessary debates. It's gonna be a completely different panel for Anime Expo. Oh, nice, nice. It's nice. gonna be more about charities and awareness and stuff. And also, since he's forgetting, uh, indie comics, indie yes. comics is huge with with Tyler's Grunky Gathering. Yes, so we're very big out. on indie comics. We actually just had Man of Actions, um, Joe Casey on one of the co creators of Ben Ten. And um, the Ultimate Spider-Man series I was on, uh, Cartoon Network, which I still love. Um, I love that show. And yeah, Joe Casey's fantastic. He's on What's there he for working Butcher. on next? Uh, well, he's working right now on Butcher Baker, The Righteous Maker, which is like amazing. I can't wait to talk about it. Is that a comic? Or, or... It's a comic, yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, Man of Action do everything. Like, they, they work on so many things. Right. And they're just a very... It's, a, it's, it's a, a collective of like, like three or four writers, right? Six guys, yeah. Six, uh, six guys? Okay, yeah. yeah. Two Cause Joes. They, yeah, because I know Joe, Joe Casey. Casey from back in the day, right? He used to yes. be and wrote and stuff like that. And then I knew... And then he... The six of them got together and kind of produced and wrote all the... And they're all very awesome, yeah. All the Ultimate Spider-Man yep. uh, shows, right? Which was awesome. I, I agree with you. That's one of the I best. love Ben 10. I think Ben yeah. 10 is fantastic, too. So what they so what they went from Ultimate Spider-Man to... to, to what, what is it? Well, no. He, like They all work on their own, own stuff under the... Man, so Man of Action is also a brand. Right. So, like... So like um, but do they go to Project... To project, but as a as a as a whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they'll all work on they'll all work on something together, or then they'll have their own little other sure. things that's under the Man of Action brand. As yeah, well. I'm just curious as to what so. they did after Ultimate Spider-Man, which you know, and stuff like that. They, um, I mean, I don't like the Ben Ten movie, and there's, uh, I, you know, I haven't really. I mean, I know they did another uh, Camp Camp Midnight, and then a couple of the comics. They've been mostly gotcha. doing comic books. Okay, gotcha. And actually, I need to do more research. No, oh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Right it's just not good. Yeah, I was a big fan of the Ultimate Spider-Man too. Oh, I, I was curious yeah. what they would do. What they did I'm not a big fan of the new Spider-Man show. I haven't seen it yet. I thought it's okay. I think it's okay. All right, this has been another episode of Spoilers, please. We just part of the Who, What, Where's, Why Network.